Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast's on fire with passion and love, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller, and I've got Jim Campbell here. Hello. And I've got Luke Moore here. All right. And you're here. When's Pete back? <laughs> the listeners of the Is fourth Pete? man. Yeah. That's the question. That's Pete, because someone pointed out fairly handily that um, the last anyone's heard of Pete was when he was getting a night bus back from Glasgow. <laughs> True. <laughs> Although we've seen a few pictures of him dressed as Edward Scissorhands. Since then. So, but that's all we have but seen. But they could be historical, because we know they he's could. got the costume. And that was nothing to do with Halloween, by the way. No. no. We're so, ho- it, it rarely is. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping he's going to be back for Wednesday show in Brighton. Yeah. And then obviously be back on Thursday for the show. Right. And yeah, then Friday, it, Bristol. In reality, he will be back for all those things. He so, will be, yeah. You, you, you have to deal with that well, for one more. Show. In, in his version of reality. Yeah. Pete often dresses up as Edward Scissorhands, and didn't you ask him why it was this? And he said he spent a fortune on the costume. No, I, I, I sent him a message. He keeps sending photos around to us of him dressed as Edward Scissorhands. Mm. And I have to say, mm. for the record... It's good. It's very, very good. Yeah. He's, he's got the face shape that suits it, and it does look. it's an excellent fancy yeah. dress outfit. A sort of half-dead look. That's one side of it. Mm. The other side of it is he does it all the time, <laughs> probably four or five times a year. Yeah. And when I pulled him up on it and said, look, I've had enough of this. This is one, this is one photo of you dressed as Edward Scissorhands too many, mm. stop it. He replies saying, the outfit cost me 90 quid. <laughs> Makes it all seem more reasonable. Yeah. I think people in Japan think he is Edward Scissorhands. They might do. It was an autobiographical imagine, account. Imagine him packing all that in his suitcase. Yeah, he's an idiot, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is, yeah. <laughs> he is, that's very accurate. But that picture, he was also stood next to a man dressed as a urinal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a fine effort, ladies and gentlemen. And mm. I'm quite, quite glad we're talking about this because it is Halloween week. Yeah. Is it a week? It's just a day. Yeah. It's, it, but today's Halloween, so we can talk about that without it seeming too uh, ridiculous. But with that in mind, people, 
Who from the world of football would you like to go trick-or-treating with? Or a Scottish word, guising. Guising, oh, OK. Guising. And, okay and, I don't and, know that one. And in Scotland, on New Year's Eve, they call it first footing, don't they, as well? Oh, that, yeah, that's... So uh, when you go to knock around people's houses, it's called first footing. That's a slightly different thing, though. On New Year's Eve? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm aware yeah, of, uh, yeah. of the act. Mm. Uh, Jim? I think Martin Skirter would make an excellent Nosferatu. Um, yeah. Remind uh, me who Nosferatu is, forgive me. Dracula, basically. Oh, sorry. Like, right. sort of like a, a, the bald version of that that you would, you would sorry, see sorry, from sorry. Early, yeah, yeah. early 20th century film, isn't it? Yeah. By F.W. F. Murnau? I, I can't Very early remember on. off the top of the, 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 yeah, like the Dracula Dracula story. I t- good, Jim. <laughs> Excellent. Carry on. Sorry yeah, for the whole No, I just think, uh, well, I think he'd really sort of... He'd, he'd, he's a terrifying-looking man, isn't mm. he? He's very striking-looking, but mm. he's, he's hulking and he's, he's bald yep. and he's got those piercing, terrifying blue eyes. And uh, I think just with some fangs and some fake long fingers and a, and a, and a black robe, he'd look, he'd look terrifying. Yeah, it wouldn't take much, would it? No, I don't, I don't think you need any of those things. I think right, just, I mean, maybe <laughs> just, just rock up as normal and people, like, you know, knock on the door, someone opens, yep, yeah, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> take my money, yeah. just don't hurt me. Mm-hmm. You can have all the apples in this bathtub. <laughs> Did you ever go bobbing for apples? You must have done. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah OK. Yeah. Uh, just the look on your face, I thought, was that just a Scottish tradition? <laughs> is, that <laughs> no. God, is that not Guy Fawkes night, though? Oh, I don't know, maybe you uh, mixed it too. I think, I think that's I Halloween, thought that was, isn't I it? I thought that was Halloween. OK, who knows? Who yeah. knows? He would also, Martin Scott would do, uh, you see at the moment a lot of people dressing up as characters from Suicide Squad. Yeah. And Jared Leto's Joker, I think yeah. he could do very well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, well, there's right. a lot to like about that outfit, isn't there? A lot mm. to like. Donaldson would be good at that as well. As the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, any sort of freakish character. Yeah. Yeah, well, quite, yeah. <laughs> yeah <that sounds laughs> other, than his, other than himself. It's consistent with his wardrobe, isn't it? He's <laughs> yeah. already got all the stuff. Yeah, he just, <laughs> just <laughs> combines it just in certain his, Halloween-y ways. Just dye his hair green and he's away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Luke, what have you got? Um, I've, stick, I've stuck on the Liverpool theme, actually. Oh, Although I didn't, I didn't know Jim was going to go for, uh, for Martin Skirtle. I've got Jordan Henderson. Um, purely because I could just sit in the car and he can do all the door-to-door stuff at breakneck speed <laughs> come back with all the sweets oh I see <laughs> I, for some reason I thought you were going to go down the Harry and the Hendersons route I wouldn't have to do anything with Henderson would I yeah that's, that's the beauty of it you or know. you go with Henderson and Milner yeah exactly oh, you would absolutely rake in yeah. you'd, you'd have not only just sweets you'd have a bit of cash in there yeah, Milner as well you, he could just get a couple of like fake bolts glue them to the side of his neck and everyone <laughs> would be going that costume is amazing <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could just use real bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be fake? Well, well, yeah, it's a good point. I, mean, <laughs> I was thinking he'd, he'd drill them into his neck, but obviously <laughs> just stick them on. Yeah. Which is why I don't go trick-or-treating, it's dangerous for me. <laughs> oh, we're going after this. Oh, what? Come on, do your, do your jumper up, we're going. Do, do, your, do your hoodie up, we're going out, trick-or-treating. Do your right. trick-or-treating doggies. Yeah, right. do your doggies, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to see Jim bobbing for apples. Henderson would be excellent. I'll tell you, Henderson, if, he, if, he, if Henderson is out taking his children out trick-or-treating, if he's got children, I don't even know if he has, if he has, out trick-or-treating tonight, you can't tell me he won't be right up the garden path at first, <laughs> back on the door. <laughs> Heat pressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> High press yeah. for chocolate. Knock on the door. The woman in the house. The woman He's in the right house, up in a grill. Yeah, the woman in the house goes back into the house to get the chocolate. He's right behind her. Just badgering her. Clipping her ankles. Yeah. You don't need to do you don't need to come to the door. I'll take it from here. It's and I'll shut the door on the way. It's out. never a free kick. <laughs> she's on the floor, a bowl of chocolates everywhere. Yeah. Fabian Delph, he wouldn't be too bad. Although he's in, not playing. Injured, isn't he, at the moment? Oh, and he, and he also sees ghosts, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, maybe cool. it wouldn't be so so good. Very busy night for him. It would be. Well, it would, may, well, if he does see ghosts, maybe it's absolutely ideal. He's got the experience at that level. We can spot the real ones and the, and the exactly. fake ones. Exactly. They're all fake. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's an excellent answer. I went for West Ham and Algeria winger Sofiane Fagouli. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so you've just gone for the straight pun. Yeah, why not? If I, if I had time... It's damage if, limitation with me. If I, <laughs> if I had time earlier before you turned up, I was going to say to Jim, I bet you the answer to the question, Marcus Schiff does a pun. Yeah. yeah. And he's worked backwards. Because he's the last one, so no one cares. No yeah. one's going to pu- pull him up on it. I it happens with live shows all the time as well. I didn't... I didn't uh, well, you have to come to Brighton on Wednesday night yeah. to see that. Um, to have that little treat or trick. Uh, no, I, did, I didn't work backwards for this one. It was the Halloween one. Yeah. Jim, but yes, I have done in the past. I don't think that's acceptable, that answer. Why not? Because it's just a pun. He's just a little, he's a little ghoulie, isn't he? We've got to be careful with puns after that horse one last week. Wow. That's, that was a fine pun. All right. You know as well Look, as I do, Luke, that this section of the show is a dictatorship. It's so true. It doesn't matter what you and I think. It's not a dictatorship. Luke's got the points. Thank you very much. All right. In which case, your pun was absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> More power to your elbow. You see, first you get the puns, then you get the yeah. power. Or the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, let's go to the Premier League, because Liverpool were in action. Uh, they indeed, were. they were away to uh, Crystal Palace. And it was action. What a first yeah, half. All action. It's always a bit of a shame, isn't it, in a football match, where you have goals galore in the first half, and in the second half mm. you just get one or two. Two. I don't know there was only one. But I, I was watching the game and I remember looking at Twitter um, at half time and I think it was 3 2 Liverpool at half time, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, at the same time, uh, I can't remember who it was, BBC Sport or whatever, posted an update of a game in the Bundesliga which was 0 0 at half time and I was thinking, I know where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me here. The best mm. and most entertaining league. Yeah. In all of England. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, it's the championship. But it, no, um, but it is, it, is, it is fantastic to watch. It's that, brilliant. That, there's just abs- an absolute cavalier regard for, for defending. A lot of headers. Yeah, loads. You look at that scoreline yeah. and go, it had like 90 billion headers in it. But <laughs> it did. Yeah, it did. I, Tons I, of them. I felt sorry for, uh, is it Mandanda, who's in goal yeah. for, Mandanda, for Palace? Yeah. Is it Mandonda? It's pr- he's French, isn't he? So oh, OK, yeah. yeah. I can't Mandonda. Mandonda. Yeah. Mandanda rolls off the tongue nicely. Though. OK, well, you can stick with but that, Mandonda mate. is fine. You know, you're going to get the tweaks regardless. You're, <laughs> you're going to get, you're gonna get <laughs> yeah. hammered onto it, whatever you say. So All just right. do whatever you want to do. All right, OK, so Nigel Martin in the Christmas <laughs> Palace. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Mandonda, I thought, uh, you know, he made some great saves, didn't he? But mm. they just kept coming and coming. Yeah. When that, that Joel Matip header just fired into the roof of the net, it was almost, he put his hands up in there, it was almost just like... Well, Come if, on, guys. if you give them that many shots, yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't you deal with some of these? <laughs> yeah. I'm really trying here, guys. Yeah. yeah. This, I tell you, that slice from Lovren for MacArthur's first header. Mm. Uh, that was England-esque. And I say England-esque. Really if you think about England, the great, uh, con- you know, Maradona's handball. Mm. And then was it... Uh, uh, oh, Keith Paul Hatt. Parker. Was it? Yeah, Paul Parker against Germany when the ball uh, spoons up. Yeah, in but the that air. wasn't really a slice. He just he, he tried, ah, to, true, true, he tried to close it down. It deflected but, off it. But there was another one uh, in Euro '88. I think it was against Republic of Ireland, and I think um, uh, I was about to say Keith Houchin. Obviously, it wasn't Keith Houchin. It was uh, Ray Houghton. Yeah, I think scored, and it was that that sort of boot up in the air mm. that sets up the header quite nicely. England have done that a few Are times. You saying England have found their niche, found their skills? I'm saying that he wants to get out of here. It's a shame because it's a shame Lovren can't be eligible for England. <laughs> isn't it? Mm. <laughs> He's tailor-made. No, but what I was going to say was Liverpool look obviously irresistible going forward because, um, you know, Mondanda did have a good game and, and they still scored four times. But I tell you, there's, there's, there's surely going to come a point where that sort of thing is going to cost them because it, it, it does keep happening. They do have these little wobbly moments and mm. that you c- you just can't outscore your opponent in every single game. You know, it just... the, the least you can, can try, try Jim. But but You can try. But there's um, reminiscent of uh, the season on, uh, under Rogers Where they didn't win the league, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm supporting yeah. you, but I think I, I do think though, if you if you continue to score that many goals, you'll be all right. It's not going to matter. And, and don't forget, towards the end of the season as well, something that's another parallel with, the, with that Rogers season is they don't have any European football. Yeah. So. this is sort of the right way round to do it. As yeah, well. yeah, right, exactly. You'd rather be scoring loads and conceding loads than scoring none. Yeah. That's and that's and that's the sort of insight you get on this oh, show. Yeah, <laughs> you'd rather score loads and concede. 
some, then mm. score none and concede some. <laughs> can I, I can imagine that on your headstone. Yeah. That would be the quote that defines you. It's a key your Bill Shankly moment. It's a Keegan team talk, huh? Hey, I'll t- tell you what, I'm just asking for a chance yeah. at National League level. Yeah. And we'll work our way I'll up. give you that chance. Pete only wants eight minutes. <laughs> he was offered eight minutes. Would you be as assistant? Seven minutes to... You could be his assistant after eight minutes. You can step into the job. No, because what would happen is, what would happen is, you you do loads of scouting and you do loads of uh, research on the opposition and all this kind of stuff. You go, there you are, Pete. Look at that. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I've decided to play uh, one two seven. Yeah, because Pete hates any sort of planning anyway. Yeah, he hates yeah. any sort of. Planning. But I don't think he'd listen to you. He'd be an interesting manager because it would be entirely improvised. He'd dress up as Edward Scissorhands and he wouldn't be able to write on the on the blackboard the, the instructions <laughs> on the whiteboard, whatever it is. <laughs> That's not what happened. Well, what about Alan Pardew piping up as well? Well, yeah. there was a bit of controversy in, in this game, of course. Uh, Alan Pardew was aggrieved that Andre Mariner was allowed to referee the match, even though Mariner, I thought he got all the big calls right, and I think that was a general consensus of, of the pundits, certainly. Yeah, and it was one of those games which was probably quite hard to referee. It was quite a fast pace. I thought he did a good job, did I, did, I thought he did, yeah. I thought uh, he did, and, okay. and apparently Mariner refere- uh, refereed this fixture nine months ago, and Liverpool were awarded a controversial late penalty. And uh, Pardew was, was saying after as well, mm, I'm not sure about this. And That's that. ridiculous. Yeah. I th- I th- We'd literally have no referees left. Yeah, oh, if, absolutely. Yeah. If, if you've made, imagine if the rule was, if you've made a decision that was controversial and maybe perhaps even later shown to be incorrect, mm. you weren't able to referee that fixture again. Then the admin... Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nonsense. It'd be, worse think... than, it'd be worse than the Champions League draw. Pardew, <laughs> Pardew might find himself in hot water over that, and not just because the jacuzzi's definitely got in his house, <laughs> but yeah. because you, can't, you cannot go around questioning the integrity of the referees like that, really. Because he, he is basically saying, like, he's almost saying he's got it in for us. Well, the only reason, mad. The we, only reason he's, he's get, getting away with it, if he does get away with it, is because they're so busy with Mourinho at the moment. Yeah, well, time. I was going to say, we, we, we will talk a little bit more about referees in the Manchester United yeah. Burnley. But, yeah. um, but would, would you jacuzzi with Pardew, Jim? Oh, it's one of those things where you know that could go either way. Yeah, you could, you could have a really great. No, you'd, you'd start off having a really great night, and it'd become a really terrible, depressing night. But in life, you have to say yes to things. You've had a fair, so, fair, yeah. fair amount of them, right? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, you imagine him going, go and get in the jacuzzi. Oh, I can't. I haven't brought oh. the trunks. I've got trunks. Yeah. <laughs> ne- neither have I. <laughs> you get there. Where were the trunks? Get in. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But uh, Jurgen Klopp has said that he has no idea how to win the Premier League. Good. Yeah. I love that. Fair enough. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant. I, what I like about Klopp is that he looks like the type of man with his with his quotes and what he says. You know, that, that time a number of weeks ago when he said, oh, it's nice to see other people do well. Mm. And he says, obviously, you know, you want to do well yourself or, yourself or something like that. But the, the kind of, you think of the Fergusons, the Mourinho's, uh, even Guardiola in, in a slightly different way to, to the the two aforementioned managers, they have that uh, winning mentality, that ruthlessness, I think. And you wonder if Klopp has that when you you isolate some of these quotes. But he clearly does. Yeah, yeah. Look at the, what he did at Borussia Dortmund and look what he's doing now at Liverpool. It's early days, admittedly, but this Liverpool side actually look like they have a real chance of doing something this season. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, is- think, um, I think um, Matip looks good at the bar. I think he's a, he's a good defender. I thought it was a good signing. And he's a lovely chap. I, 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 he seems like he is. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, right. He seems like he is, yeah. Mm. I think the thing with Klopp as well, because he is so um, he's so energetic and he's so so much fun, I think people uh, people wonder if that's, uh, that betrays a sort of lack of seriousness. I yeah. don't think it does at all. He's very, very charismatic. And also, it's just he's such a likeable guy. 
that um, it's, it's in a weird way quite an intimidating thing, isn't it? Like you're coming up against this guy against this guy that everyone thinks is absolutely brilliant, and mm. and then he's you know the t- the team is sort of very much built in his image. They they play in that kind of fun uh, yet very intense way, and um, I, it's, I think it's a really refreshing management style. I love that he's going around saying things like I don't know how to win the Premier League because it's it's honest, isn't it? Because yeah. he hasn't done it before, so why would he know how to do it? And, right. and if you if you look at um, Liverpool's back five, well, the back five that played against Crystal Palace, you got Carrius, who's quite new in goal, mm-hmm. and, but it's not it's not against <clears throat> the realms of possibility that he will improve and start to really settle in there. I mean, yeah. he's obviously been, been signed for a reason, mm-hmm. so that he, he's he's got improvement in him. Klein's an excellent right back. Matip looks good already. If he can build up a nice partnership with Lovren, mm-hmm. who of course is sometimes in and out of the side because of injury or whatever, then it's only really Mourinho at left back that he's got to um, he's got to improve on. And he's been hasn't he been playing Milner there here and there as well. And he's been doing yeah, a lot of yeah. So yeah. so it's not it's not terrible. Yeah. I just think that the goals they concede are probably quite avoidable. Some of them are sort of set yeah. PC types. I was convinced Benteke was going to score because of that that sort of threat he's got aerially and the fact that Liverpool don't seem to be that good at set pieces. But those things you wonder whether they take a while to. To sort of click those sort yeah. of things, mm-hmm. and maybe Klopp's bombarding them with quite a lot of like, new ideas and new things, and, and clearly, the the attacking side of it, they've got such talented players, they can probably be a little bit more fluid, a little bit more flexible, mm-hmm. and and the way they attack space and their dynamism up front is really yeah. really good. But you'd expect that to be good quicker than the defense would be, because the defense right. is more about organisation and relationships and getting yeah. to know each other and stuff. So mm. that might take a little bit longer. But I think they're going to improve defensively. If they do, the rest of the Premier League should watch out because they're so good going forward. Absolutely. And, and, and Klopp is a far better manager than Rodgers. By absolutely. The way. And he, you know, he's got previous with this as well. He knows how to make it work, and mm. he knows how to actually go the distance with it, especially mm. in a situation which is similarly in against teams that have you know more resources than he does so um, yeah it'd be interesting to see how they how they pan out so can we just take a moment as well to appreciate um, Wilfred Zaha's cross for uh, for James MacArthur's second yeah, goal yeah. it was just like this curved chip just piece of wonderment it was yeah. just brilliant He's been, ah, that's the football who's... pervert in me was rubbing those thighs <laughs> watching that I'd say who's excellent for a whipped uh, cross sort of slightly similar as Paul Pogba can put yeah. a very good one in there. But we'll talk about um, Manchester United in a bit. But well, I think what's what's really exciting for Liverpool fans is they've got goals everywhere in that team. Yeah. You, and, you know, I think on match of the day, they looked at the goal scorers and there's a lot of players on three and four goals. I think they've scored the same amount of goals as Manchester City mm. this season. They're the, they're the highest scorers so far in the league. And Liverpool have often had, understandably over the years, uh, something that you've often talked about in English football, talismanic type players, obviously Steven Gerrard mm. is, uh, leaps to mind, but other mm. players as well in the past. This Liverpool side doesn't really have that so yeah. much. But I think that's... Sometimes that's when a you good look thing, at, I think. I think it's a good thing. So. Sometimes you look at a side and you think, they could do with a big player. They could do with somebody in there to hang the hat on a little Inspire bit. Inspire them a bit, yeah. Yeah, whereas, whereas I think this Liverpool side, they've got a lot of good players, very good yeah, players. Stevie G's coming back in January. Yeah. He can upset that apple of cart, no problem. <laughs> imagine it. So they've, they've actually got no... They don't really have a difficult... I mean, I don't want to disrespect the other teams in the Premier League, but they don't really have a difficult on paper Premier League game um, until the Merseyside derby in the middle of December mm. and um, they play Man City at home on New Year's Eve other than that I mean they, sh- they should be looking at those fixtures they should be easily top at Christmas well they, I mean that would be incredibly exciting for, for Liverpool certainly I mean what you said Jim about them, them leaking goals I take the point but they have won at Chelsea this season yeah. they, they, they drew one with- Arsenal yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, they did first... concede three, though, but they still yeah, won. That doesn't matter. No, they won four game, three. Yeah, that game's out of the way, and, yeah. and they played Manchester United at home. And okay, they didn't break Manchester United down, but they didn't concede as well against a side. Let, lest we forget, has got some very good players, and I know they yeah. might not be clicking at the moment. But uh, that's not me saying, oh, they've, you know, there's, there's nothing to this title bid. They're, they're well, we heard what you said, course, Jim. You've written them off already. No, what, <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's rare that you you do see a team with a with a weakness like that where it doesn't come back to bite them. So they they need to fix it. Sooner well, I don't know. Later. In '99, Ferguson's United. It was always a case of let's outscore them, especially in the Champions League. 
But well, I, t- I take the point. I know what you mean. It's uh, they, they they would certainly want to tighten up a little bit at the back. But it but it's exciting times for for old uh, Liverpool, and they're great to watch as well. They're really really likable at the moment. Mm. Well done, then. We're going to talk more about the Premier League after this. They're men of the world, not you regular rabble. They love a bit of that Hash, hashtag travel. Manchester United nil, Burnley nil. It is always pleasing to keep a clean sheet. Um, and Burnley will be very happy with this. Tom Heaton saved the day. God, didn't he? Over <laughs> and over and over again. He was excellent. That save, I mean, Ibrahimovic's volley was superb. Yeah. And actually, it was really nice. When it dropped to him, he thought, oh, what's he going to do? And it was like, pow, yeah, that's... Yeah. He couldn't have done any more. No. He could not have done any the more. The connection was superb. Where he put it was pretty good. And yeah. it was, as everyone's saying, it was Schmeichel-esque from... From old Man, Tom Man United had 37 shots. Yeah, it's a record, isn't it? I think Zlatan had 12 of those. <laughs> Something. Well. Yeah, yeah some, it was 37. I heard it was 40-odd, and somebody told me it was 158. No, according to the BBC website, it was 37. Let's go with that, then. Mm. Um, England's number three. Yeah. No, it, it was a fantastic display, wasn't it? It was genuinely um, very similar to Peter Schmeichel, that save. Just yeah. the way he used his whole body and more. It, it looked seemed. like he really hurt himself as yeah, well, yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah, you don't blame him, though. Mm. It's a, um, it's a great point. It, it really just is. weather that storm. It must be frustrating for Manchester United because, you know, they, on another day they would have won that mm. game. I know that's just, I think, I know they've not they've not scored there, but it, often those kind of games, in the rut they're in, you, you, you're perhaps inclined to say, oh, you know, it's, it's, that's really bad, and, and then pick apart the performance. But yet, had they been winning and that happens, you think, well, on another day, you've got yeah. to hold your hands up there. Because you remember the game against Stoke when they drew one all, and it was it Lee Grant in goal, who had a fantastic afternoon. I think it was mm. Lee Grant, his name. Um, they've basically been outdone by a goalkeeper again. Yeah, at home. it must be maddening. Two points from those two, two games they've, we've mentioned, it should have been seen. Yeah. They've only won one game in the Premier League since the end of August. That's it, seriously, yeah. That's absolutely yeah, crazy. Was, I think that was they beat Leicester fairly handy, didn't yeah. they? That was the game. But they're in, they're, in a, they're in a pretty poor run of form. They yeah, they, well, they can't seem to get the midfield to click. Like, if only they had, say, the Bundesliga's Player of the Year just knocking about <laughs> at the club somewhere. Well, Jim, give him a yo. well, Jim, you say that, but Schweinsteiger was seen in first team training action. Yeah, but should I, don't, Fran- I don't mean Schweinsteiger. I mean Mkhitaryan. Oh, I see. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But, yeah, there's, there's talk of this as well. But sorry, should, yeah, you're should, right. should Mourinho fans? I mean, if, I mean, presumably there are people out there who love Mourinho. I, yeah. I, I quite like him, but I, I wouldn't call myself a Mourinho fan. Yeah. But should Mourinho fans, people who who, who adhere to his like way of doing things and, and support him and all that stuff. Should they be worried that these welcome Schweinsteiger back into the into the fold? The reason I say that is because mm. it's quite unlike Mourinho. Yeah. And I wonder whether to me, him welcoming Bastian Schweinsteiger back into the fold strikes me as someone who's sort of scraping around for yeah, ideas. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Going Absolutely. back going back on his his formerly very firmly held sort of um mm. ideas and, and, but is and he, stuff. Is he responding to Lucas Podolsky's tweeted request from last week? I think that's maybe. unlikely. <laughs> Jim well, thinks maybe because he, he likes Podolski well, he's played for Arsenal. It, but I think it's a correlation there, isn't there? Yeah, I you, can, so. you can't deny it. Well, what else should Podolski ask for? You know? <laughs> Topless managerial performance next? If I was Podolski, I'd ask him to sign me. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with Schweinsteiger as well, is you can't, as you started to say, Luke, you can't look at this and, uh, you know, and, and compare it to the situations he's had with players like Eden Hazard in the past, where he's just sort of, he's dropped them to... To, to make a point to them and say, you know, you've got to improve your game in this sense and play in the way that I want. Mm. He, he just can't claim that with Schweinsteiger, is he? Because he got there and straight away was like, no, not interested in you, get yourself mm. a move. It's, it was all very public. And yeah. all very... But that's the way he does things, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mick Atarin, as you said earlier, Jim, at the start, it's, it's, it must be 
quite disappointing for him. But then you, you don't know what's going on. Maybe I think there's he's... been a, I think there's been quite a few sort of um, personal problems as far as well, materials involved. Right, I, thought I, th- I think as far as he's concerned, because mm. I mean he's not featured at all, and lots of people have, mm. have, have remarked about that type of thing. I mean, we don't have the facts, obviously, so we can't we can't r- ruminate on them too much. But yeah. that's that's what's been been talked well, about. Let's hope that it's all that he's okay, and then uh, that he, we'll see him soon. Because I mean. It, it, from what I've seen of him, you know, it should be a fantastic addition to the league. I wonder if um, Schweinsteiger is back in the fold because he's uh, he's apologised to Pep Guardiola. Yeah, like Mourinho about said right. to him, yeah. phone up Pep Guardiola and apologise to him. What for? Why? It, honestly, it'll wind him up so much. Just do, do it and you're straight back <laughs> on the team. I like the idea of like League Two players doing that out in, out in the cold. <laughs> All right, boss, can I have a quick word? Yeah, I rang up Pep Guardiola. How'd you even get his number? Yeah, and I've apologised. So can I please play now? <laughs> uh, Mourinho, of course, was sent to the stands. Yeah, he was. And then he, and then he didn't he sit down. And then he was told to move further back. Yeah, yeah. Because he just he just popped himself in a chair about three feet behind where he was sitting anyway. I love that. With. Do you yeah, remember when great. Wenger got sent to the stands and he stood, he stood in front on the that, thing, that was yeah. against Man United, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was Trafford. Yeah, um, that was brilliant. Did you think Ander Herrera was quite unlucky to be sent off? Yeah, because he he did slip there, didn't he? Yeah, so I thought it was unfortunate. Unlucky. I can understand why the referee give it if the, if the referee sort of sees that out the corner of his eye or something. Mm. Clearly, I think Clattenburg thought that he'd he'd gone in and and been a bit clumsy and had taken the man. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think Clattenburg. I don't like the idea actually... of a referee giving a uh, sending off because he saw something at the corner of his eye. Well, yeah. all right. Use all, use all of your eye. <laughs> you both eyes. Yeah. But a corner of Clattenburg's eye is, is as good eye. as twenty twenty vision in a normal man's yeah, eye. It's like a surveillance camera. Yeah, it is, yeah. But at the same time, I, th- I think Herrera was unlucky as well in that his first challenge um, wasn't great and the second one, out of pure bad luck, just looked really similar to it. Yeah, but you could easily see him slipping. I, th- I thought I didn't think that was a yellow card personally. Well, but I mean Herrera. To be fair to him, he he got sent off quite a, quite a lot in Spain, didn't he? Did he? I think I believe so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's been set off for an awful lot of times in the in England yet. But he we set off a fair amount in, in Spain. So he does have the face may, of a child. Maybe he is mm. that type of player. Yeah, mm. but he's got the face of a child, so you don't expect it from him. Well, you expect him, so he gets more leniency. Yeah, well, you just think he'd be a bit more innocent. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. Um, well, I think Graham Pohl certainly had an opinion on Mark Clattenburg and uh, some Graham of the Pohl's decision. got an opinion on everything. Well, he's his column called Opinion Poll. <laughs> should be, <laughs> should it, be isn't? yeah. Um, Pohl wrote an article which was was headlined with Mark Clattenburg gives nothing to a side once their fans turn against him and Manchester United paid the price against Burnley. That's the headline. Hmm. Yeah, well, that was the, the, ti- the title, sorry. Of the I, spent, I spent a decent amount of time um, with Howard Webb a couple of weeks ago, as I said to you guys before, um, for the monthly special that's coming out next month. And uh, he had a few things to say about Graham Pohl. Did he? Yeah. What about Clattenburg? Then? Needless to say, Graham Pohl isn't that popular. No, I get that impression. Among other referees. Cl- and I get the impression there's a bit of a camaraderie among them. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think Pohl is part of that. No, I I would take your word for it, or Howard's word yeah. for it, certainly. But Clattenburg clearly is a very good referee. He refereed the Champions League final, did a good job there. Um, I mean, it's an interesting once um, their fans turn against him, he gives nothing to the side. I mean, Pohl said in his article that he um, he highlighted the Darmian penalty appeal, of course, and the yeah. Herrera sending yeah. off. Well, I think the Herrera sending off... Yeah, we... I think I'm, people... not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not absolutely outraged by that. I mean, the, the, no. it's, I just thought it was quite harsh. I, I'm, not, I'm not just going, oh, that's, a, that's a disgraceful decision. Sure, OK, so he highlighted those two things in a Mourinho being sent to the stands. Well, if Mourinho's hassling the referee in the tunnel, which apparently he was, and one thing and another, then he's su- suspect yeah. or subject to being sent to the stands. Well, yeah, that's that's, and Grand Polk can have no knowledge of what happened there, either. Right, exactly. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have been there. And the so Darmian penalty appeal... 
Uh, Paul did admit a few sentences after saying these things that the contact on Darwin was fractional and even wrote, well, to be fair to Clattenburg. So right. he's really highlighting the Herrera thing. So he's saying that Clattenburg has got it in for Manchester United, but has very little to back that up with, if yeah. anything at all. That, I think that's quite bad. And then Gary Neville waited, waited on Twitter saying... Um, oh, he'll Paul, bite, won't he? Anything, any dig at Man United, yeah, he no, can't resist the No, bait. no, no, he actually he said, Paul once said in a Manchester United players briefing at the start of the season that he held grudges with players from previous matches. Well, yeah, well, of course, yeah. But that's Gary Neville, isn't it? Going, oh, I've got something on this. Yeah. Well, not even this. Well, he's basically saying, oh, Paul, you're talking nonsense or whatever, you know. But basically, Howard Webb told me that when, when Graham Paul accidentally showed those three yellow cards, do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that was in the World Cup. In <laughs> yeah. It was, it was it Joseph Simeonich? It was Croatia for Australia, I think. It wasn't 98, it was way after that. It was no, 2006, no, no, no. wasn't it? Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it anyway, it doesn't matter. But, but the point is, I was going to say, is that Howard Webb told me that a referee text him. He wouldn't mm. tell, tell me which referee. Of course not. Saying, um, there is a god. <laughs> like, Paul's career's over there is a god or excellent like that. excellent yeah. so like, I, don't, I don't know if, if Paul's held in such high esteem yeah mm. clearly not mm. clearly not what about Arsenal eh yeah that was fun put Sunderland to the sword uh, two points in ten games for Sunderland they have made the worst start in, in Premier League history I did Pippin, a bit, I did, sorry no go on Kerry. I was just saying Pippin Manchester City uh, in the mid 90s on goal difference how times change yeah. I did a bit of research into Sunderland um, and I found out that... Oh, you've got to do is look at the table, mate. Well, no, listen, well, listen Jim, I've, drill, I've drilled down. Um, they don't have one player in the top 60 in the league uh, for tackles per game. This is Sunderland, by the way. So not, it's not like Sunderland have got all the ball, so yeah, he's doing right. any tackling. So bear that in mind, I'm talking about Sunderland. They have one player in the top 35 players for interceptions. One. Mm. They've got two in the top 60 for aerial duels, one. Right, and one in the top thirty for blocks. It's, Jesus, right. do your base at the at the end. And this is this is this is even more um, damning, I think. At the end of September, which is the most recent date I could find stats on, hmm. um, so two months of the season basically, they're bottom for cum- cumulative distance travelled. So that essentially. Based on all those stats, they're the least hard-working team in the Premier League. Yeah, well, it shows. I mean, you could see on Saturday they, they were just they were just comfortable with Arsenal having the ball, it would seem. They really weren't putting any yeah. pressure on them at all. And Arsenal are a possession-based team. You, you have to get into them if you want anything out of the game. And the great example of that, using that game, is the fact that Alexis Sanchez scored a header against Kone, yeah. who's about yeah. two foot tall, <laughs> isn't he? Absolutely mad. I don't know if it makes any sense. You, you've got to be... You've got to, if you're down your, down your luck and you're at the bottom of the table... You've got to win things like headers. You, ha- you have to go, right, what, what can we do to affect the game? Right, We can work a lot harder. The Sean Dyche-Burnley effect, basically. Mm-hmm. We can make sure no one works harder than us. Yep. So if they beat us, they've got to beat us. And Moyes knows how to organise a side. To well, we can, beat, we can win headers because we've got a big, strong team compared to some, a team like... I know Arsenal yeah. are stronger and bigger than they used to be. But you say that, but I mean, Olivier Giroud scored with his first two touches. Yeah, two goals with two touches. It, yeah, it's yeah. Incre- incredible, yeah. isn't it? But that's, that's it. You know, they, Arsenal mix it up slightly with a different option. They've just got nothing for it and don't seem to, to tr- want to try to have that and Marcus going back to what you just said about uh, about David Moyes being a, a guy who knows how to set up a team mm. that's absolutely true but I wonder if um, it, yeah, he's, he was never really a firefighter was he at Everton because he, mm-hmm. he was at Everton a long time and they had success and they had a few seasons where it, it was difficult but he knew that squad very well and he knew how to get the yeah. best out of them he's not the kind of manager you bring in to sort of really dig in mm. and get into a relegation scrap and I wonder we were saying about it last week like if they're going to get Big Sam back if these rumours are happening it's probably 
better to do it sooner rather than later. And it's sad to see Moyes go on to this sort of managerial merry-go-round because I think we all thought mm. he was had potential to be a really sort of good I think, I think manager, the two but... options are, one, what you just said, the big sound thing, or just let them get relegated with Moyes and let him build them again from in the Championship. Because he started off managing Preston in the second tier and did yeah. well there because he, he was there for a while. I, I wonder, though, obviously he was fantastic at, at Everton and he, he achieved so much there. But after Man United, after Sociedad, these failures are going to stack up and they're going yeah. to hurt you, are they? Do, it, it could just be that he's not the manager that he was because well, you know you would it, it would be difficult that would really rock you that much you know that much change yeah well I, th- I was being inclined to agree with that Jim I think that sometimes we think about managers not getting older not in a literal sense as in you, you know you think about a football the game passing them by time yeah, yeah you that think, kind of you thing. think of people at their peak don't you yeah you think of a manager he should be able to uh, be the same uh, manager that he was from the age of. I don't know, 40 to 65 yeah, or whatever. with a completely different set of players, with a completely different exactly. set of circumstances in terms of the teams that he's right. playing against. It doesn't work like that. I, I think you've got to have, as a manager, as you get older, you've got to have two things. You've got to make, make sure you use um, your experiences and your, and your disappointments and your successes um, and, and you use them to draw on to make you a better manager. But at the same time, you've got to stay on top of like trends and modern things yeah. that come mm. through because it's very easy to imagine you're someone who's 60 years old and you pay no interest into popular culture and, and, and the things that are happening to young people now, you're not going to be able to build those bonds with the players. Mm. And, and I think when it comes down to it, Success in management essentially comes down to relationships between individuals, between your relationship with the players. Will they do what you need them mm-hmm. to do? And of course, certain players are just going to like go there and perform. But if you're talking about defensive players mm-hmm. and, t- and players that you have as your generals on the pitch to to sort of uh, enact your tactical sort of uh, master plan, if you've got no common ground with those players and no way of getting your ideas across, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And you wonder whether that's what's happened to Moyes over the last yeah. number of years because because of the, the confidence he's taken such a knock mm. from Man United and then when he went over to Spain. and You wonder if he can get it back. But I think if, if they don't go for Big Sam, who will probably get them out of trouble because that's what he's good at, they need to just let them be relegated with Moyes um, mm. and, and let him have a chance to build the team in mm. the Championship and go back up. Because, I mean, I know it's a different cut of fish slightly, yeah. but look what's happening with Newcastle. Yeah, very true. I those, mean, I, those stats are scandalous, though. Yeah. Sorry to cut no, you. They are, yeah, they are, yeah. They are. They very much are. And, and I think, like you said about Moyes, I think, you know, was he at Everton so long that to then go f- to other places and, and have that negative impact, it, can he get back to perhaps yeah. where he was? Um, what about this, Jim? US presidential candidate Hillary Clinton was seen in an Arsenal pub in Miami. <laughs> really? Yeah. That is um, Florida's a key state. I think she's doing yeah. a lot of groundwork. Yeah, Arsenal fans are key audience. Are they? Apparently, key, so. key, key demographic. Would you be happy that, uh, to see Hillary waving an Arsenal scarf, or would well, you prefer Donald? It's better than oh, alternative. Uh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> Trump lines up with my personal politics a lot. More, but, <laughs> but, you, you've been trying to get a mention of a yeah. Trump in this show for weeks, haven't you? We'll, we we'll let you have that one. We shouldn't have them out. No, we shouldn't have laughed because people might have believed him. No, well, I, I, I do believe him. Oh, <laughs> it's not true, everybody. Um, what about Middlesbrough? beating Bournemouth they've got to win Middlesbrough we said needed to win that one it Ramirez wasn't... scored a lovely goal oh, mm. Gastrod Ramirez people were jumping out of the stands onto the pitch after that one it was one of those goals where people thought ah this is, this is wonderful we've got, to, we've got to get closer to football he's such a strange <laughs> player Ramirez isn't he he's so mercurial Just mm. like, he'll have like one genuinely world class moment in him about every six months it's yeah. really he's odd. played at um, played at the World Cup and all sorts isn't he he's a good player he's, he's very talented he is no a very talented player did he, he go on, make the best of it did he, he go on loan to Middlesbrough in the championship last season and he signed for them permanently didn't he I yeah, think yeah, from Southampton that's right yeah it was it was a superb goal and and if if Ramirez if they can if if, if Middlesbrough can get themselves in a situation where they're not uh, backs against the wall all the time. Ramirez is the type of player that actually could play a bit of football. Mm. Uh, oh, for he, sure, yeah, he, yeah. He's yeah. very talented. And so Stuart Downing. 
The evergreen Stuart Downing. I don't think many Middlesbrough fans would agree with that. Really? No. It's his first, <clears throat> his first goal in a, in a while, wasn't it? Yeah, I th- I, 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 to be fair, it's a sample size of one. I've got a friend who's a Middlesbrough fan and he, and he, he doesn't like uh, Downing. Oh, right. Yeah. Given so much to the club. But he, when he was, you know, in his last season at, at West Ham, which obviously was a few years ago now, he, he was fantastic. He had a bit of a renaissance, didn't he? But, you know, time is against him. He got back in the England squad. He yeah, did. Very much so. And he's played as a because as a of a number 10 at times. I well, think, you do wonder in play like Gaston Ramirez, um, <clears throat> is he going to flourish in the, in, in, this, in the situation he's in? Well, it's know? the same as well, we were saying about Negredo on the previous yeah. show, isn't it? Like, the, it just... You, the, Middlesbrough play a lot of games where the forward players are, are effectively defenders. They're going to have to work really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's that's not the way to get the best out of either of those guys. True. But th- we talked about Ben Gibson, I think, on the preview show, and uh, Gareth Southgate was, was casting his England eye over some of the players at the Riverside. Yeah, looking and, harrowed. Yes, exactly. And feels Almost like, like he doesn't want to do it at all. Yeah. Well, some are suggesting Ben Gibson could get a, a call-up to England because Southgate likes him, worked with him uh, under 21s. He's having a very good season, so well, the other, the other good thing to about, see. The other thing about that is it's not as though really England have got anything to lose, is it? No. I mean... If, if they if, if Southgate feels comfortable playing going with players who um, you know who he's worked with in the under twenty ones and they've done well and he knows that they can um, they can perform in a way that he wants them to perform sort of carry out instructions all that type of stuff then you know why not I mean it's not as though you know not breaking up a golden generation are we by well, doing it you know, who's, who's going to play ahead of him you know no one no one very true literally no one <laughs> indeed uh, Manchester City beat West Brom away. They've got a win. Yeah, they finally got a win. Aguero and Gundogan with with the goals. Pep pissed on Pulis's parade. He did. He did. Um, after Pep said last week that Yaya Toure's agent still needs to apologise to him, the agent responded Dimitri Selic. Um, he, he went on about how Guardiola planned to humiliate Man City's most important players of the last six years: Toure, Hart, and Nasri. Not David Silva. Hang, hang on, hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on a minute. Right. Manchester City's most important players of the last six years. Torre, okay, you sort of see that. Joe yeah. Hart, Joe Hart, fine. Sammy Nazri, he's yeah. been good. I'm not, you, I'm not having that. Yeah, but no. like, I like how he's he's not putting David Silva, Vincent Kompany, no. oh, Zabaleta, yeah, exactly. Aguero himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, exactly. Um, Selleck said, if anyone deserves an apology, it's Yaya, Sheikh Mansour, and City's fans from Pep Guardiola. What's he going to apologise for to the to the owner of the club? <laughs> yeah. It's terrible, though, isn't it? Because I know I've only been here three months and we're top of the league, but I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come back and not run around a bit? Yeah. I love it. Selleck claimed that he'd been trying to. I think that's how you pronounce it. Selleck uh, claimed that he'd been trying to get hold of Guardiola to sort it out but was ignored no he hasn't it's, it's, hmm. it's a, such trying a to get hold of him, situation trying to get hold of him by, by carrier pigeon or something yeah. I mean, is, is Toure just happy to sit there hoovering up the cash he can't be so stupid that he thinks he's going to like win this battle he's at a stage in his career I where he doesn't know. have a lot of football left and the, the longer this goes on the more he harms you know the more he harms himself in terms of having a, a bit more time to play the game that's you know made his life what it is it's so petty and we've my... seen that he can be a very arrogant man as well like the African player of the year thing with mm. Bamiyang is a great example of that but I'm just astounded but in, my, in my rudimentary understanding of PR it would just be a case of um, either Yaya Torre or the agent or between them will just be trying to get Yaya Torre's name into the press as much as possible between now and January so no one forgets about it yeah, maybe, and so maybe. he can get a move probably to somewhere I don't know like PSG or something in, in, in January Very true. or China or, or, or even MLS I guess mm, better news coming out of Manchester City is that their ladies team just won the Women's Super League going the whole season unbeaten oh invincible 16 mm. games 13 wins 3 draws marvellous Good Very for them. Good. I'm, not, I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about women's football. I'm not going to patronise them well, by you, saying I do. But you know about stats. But, yeah, you know that's yeah. a good one. It's yeah. a good return. It's a very good return. Man City, of course, playing Barcelona this week. Barcelona staying at the same hotel that Jose Mourinho is living in. That's hilarious. Oh, Don't worry, Jose. We're only here for a short brilliant. time. That would be so good. <laughs> Not he's having a late lot drink. Not run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, for this door. Naked, please. Marvellous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
That's a story for another time. That's, uh, that's right, yeah. Student days. Yeah. Uh, right, let's uh, let's go to the championship after this. Watch yourself, this a ramble, boys. Chucking out the bounce, making all the noise. Keep your peepers peeled and watch those grubby mitts. Because they're coming for you and your big shop tips. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Don't forget the Football Ramble preview is sponsored by Bet365 out this Friday. And don't forget we're in Brighton live this Wednesday. There's still a few tickets left, so come along mm. to the Old Market Theatre at 730 um, this Wednesday, so the 2nd of November, we'd love to see you there. Yeah. And we're doing other live shows as well that following weekend and the following weekend. Mm. So check out thefootballramble.com Friday for night, those. Friday night at Bristol is sold out. Those beautiful Bristolians have, uh, uh, have come out and in voted numbers. with their feet. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, and, Sunday and their night, wallets. Yes. But if you're in Bristol and you're gutted, Sunday night we're in Cardiff. Just up the road. It's just up the road. Let's go to the Championship. There was the Steve Bruce Derby, otherwise known as the Birmingham Derby. Birmingham City versus Aston Villa ended one all. Mm. It's a raucous affair, that. You mm. forget what a passionate Derby that is because it's been a while since we've seen one yeah do you remember when well, Steve um, Bruce Darby is always keenly contested <laughs> do you remember I, one of my memories and I don't have a huge amount of expertise on, on the second City Derby one of my memories of it was, it was in the Premier League a while back 
and a goalkeeper for Aston Villa, I forget Oaks. who was. Was it Oaks made an so. error and a Birmingham City yeah. fan commanded the wanker sign on his face? Yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> and did he, or did he sort of give him a slap? A I little gentle... a bit of both. bit of both. All of it. Yeah. And, and the good thing about that is most sort of um, respected media outlets will say we don't have to see that in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick it out there and say that was one of my favourite uh, second City derby moments ever. It. You don't like people running on the pitch, though? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, fair enough. No, but this happened. You can't do anything about it. Look, we're all agreed, don't you worry. You've got to observe it. You yeah, know. But what, what, what I wanted to say was that header by Gary Gardner was a beauty. Mm. I've interviewed him before. He's a lovely chap. Yeah. Just trying to outdo you on the... Who would you interview earlier you were talking uh, about? Liverpool defender. Yeah. Joel Matty. Yeah, it's better. It's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, Bruce, he stated his desire to be England manager one day, saying that any Englishman would want the job. Everyone apart from Gareth Southgate, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> Use him as a warning. Bruce, Steve, yeah. I look th- at the guy in the chair. Steve Bruce, I think I can find many English people who don't want the gym. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it. Yeah. You would, Jim, don't no, you? I'd, it, oh, God, it would ruin my life. I'd be terrible at it. Yeah, but think of the payoff. Well, you're going to no, get, no, you're, right. you're gonna get a few million <laughs> no, quid. You're going to get a few million quid. Listen, <laughs> take the job, take a training session, yeah. you'll get the piss taken out of you or whatever, because yeah. that's what footballers are like. Go straight to wings, do a deal, get your payoff. <laughs> You can, you can be, Make sure your contract's so watertight that for some reason you still get the payoff. You can be in the Bahamas two days two days hence. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It'll all seem like some horrible fever dream. Yeah, mm. you, you won't care. Yeah. You'd be a great motivational speaker, Luke. Take the job, mess it up, <laughs> <laughs> do a dodgy deal, and then walk away with a few quid. The, the thing was, when you just said that, I'll make sure the, the contract's watertight, I was a bit, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Contract From my lot. point of view. Yeah, your that's, contract- the, that's the sticking point. Yeah, it would be. Your contract law isn't the best, Jim. That's what I'm saying. You have to get a visor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Do you want to do it? I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm the worst person to be choosing to do it. <laughs> um, whatever. There was two big five nillers in the championship. Brighton mm. beat uh, Norwich five nil. The Didn't Chris Hutton derby. God, that was a, that, they were fantastic. I tell you, yeah. Glenn Murray's such a good player to have at that level. Oh, we, lo- we so love Brighton, it. don't we? But we did, love. Did you Brighton. see that the goalkeeper for Norwich is the Northern <laughs> Irish goalkeeper? Um, and he made an absolute howler. For well, the he first made two. Game. Yeah. Yeah, was it, is it Michael McGovern, is that his name? Um, but I'm delighted they won because I was asked to write a column about Brighton, how well they're doing for the Mid-Sussex Times this week, and I thought, right, that's a kiss of death on them. Yeah, right. luckily, luckily they won 5-0. I'm, I'm glad that they won because we're going there on Wednesday. <laughs> that's true, yeah. But Norwich's defending was absolutely abysmal yeah, this game. The, 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 Alex Neal must be just absolutely like furious with them because it was, it was clownish at times. Brighton, was, are, Brighton are a good team, but the, thing, the thing is, not, that's, that's, Norwich are, are pushing as well. I mean, it's probably Newcastle... Brighton and Norwich were pushing yeah. for those two top places. That's a huge blow for them. For a big part of last season, Brighton's problem was that they just they weren't scoring goals, but they they, they really clicked this season. It'd be well, great to see them have a proper sort of title push. Indeed, Glenn Murray, goal specialist. Indeed, it's is that is that his um, job title? It really should be. He just loves it, doesn't he? A hat trick for crying out loud! Brighton are three points off Newcastle at the top, so they are going for uh, for that promotion. Norwich, they're in fourth still, which was such a surprising result, really. But then speaking of the playoff spots, Fulham beat Huddersfield 5-0. I mean, mm. Fulham have not had a brilliant time this season. But what happened to the field? It's the championship all over, though. It really it's is, It's very yeah. difficult to predict what's going to happen. I mean, league. Huddersfield's still three points off second, Reading in fifth, and, uh, and Bristol City have climbed to sixth, which, again, is something that we all really like to see, them being successful, and Bristol Rovers, too. And, and Cardiff. <laughs> I say he was oh, yeah. getting... Well, I thought I'd save Cardiff for the Thursday one. And well, listen, we're going. Yeah, we're going to London in, 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 on the 12th of November, so it's good to see Fulham getting a win. Yeah, but no, that's I, West London. I tell you, they're good. not going to kick off Fulham fans. I tell you, he was good in that game. Sonny Aluko was excellent. In that yeah, game. and and Chris Martin was good as well. Mm. I didn't even know I, I, Chris Martin's like at Fulham on loan from Derby. That's right. Yeah. That passed me by. Yeah, that same. Transfer. McLaren apparently, when he went back to Derby, wanted. 
Chris Martin. He wanted to see if he could uh, call him back on on uh, off loan, if you like. Mm. Uh, but uh, he knew can do that. But you know, talking of Huddersfield, though, I mean, you know that they're right up there and they're getting a lot of plaudits. Um, they've they've lost like I think they lost five of their last ten. I mean, yeah. they sort of feast or famine with Huddersfield. They've only drawn one game this season, mm. so you do get sort of one thing or the other with them. I mean, they are in, in third, though, three oh, points Oh, yeah, I, I do understand Fulham, Fulham are a mid-table side, aren't they, really, this At season? At the moment. They look like it. So, I mean, well, Jukanovic, I mean, if he... You know, he got Watford up. If he can yeah. get Fulham going... Well, this is it, isn't it? If they can capitalise on this, start going on a run, build some confidence. There's yeah. so many games in the Championship but this that is you, the, you have the time to build that. This is the thing with the Championship, that, that, that some clubs... Actually, Fulham started, I think, OK... And some clubs, they can start well and then they drop off and other clubs win their first six games and then lose the, or, or don't get a win in the next well, seven. But because they've got enough points in the bank, it's not like the Premier League where the big clubs generally then sort of take over. You've got a little bit of uh, toing and fro. Yeah. Well, it's like you mentioned uh, Brighton a second ago and, and how they had problems scoring goals at some point. I remember the, the start of last season, they didn't lose a game for about three months, did they? Mm. they, were, they, were, they I think they were the last unbeaten team in England. Yeah. Mm. And they still didn't get promoted. Yeah, because yeah, well, they had that period where mm. the, the goals dried up. Well, the playoffs is such an interesting thing because it's third to sixth you know in in the Premier League obviously it's, it, if you're looking at say Champions League you know it's the top four yeah mm. you can't uh, you know the, the the first one wins the league in in, in the championship you have that that sort of slightly odd situation where you finish sixth and you can get promoted and I remember yeah. Danny Baker once saying the playoffs he, he hated it and he went you know you've you've um you've been hanging around in in the top three all season you finish a very respectable third and he said, well, you know what's happened, though? You don't get to go up. That team that won their last three games, they get to go up instead of yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what it's like. It's true. Well. It's, 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 the best part. It's, it's a brilliant part of the, of the season, though. Yeah. Yes. We're very lucky that the Championship is, you know, is such a great league because Absolutely. it really is entertaining. And, and if the Premier League hadn't got such riches... You know, it, and and those leagues were a little bit more together. That it would get a lot more press. Off. Last season, it was the tenth most well attended league in the world across any sport. Wow, that's a fantastic fact. That really mm. is good. Blimey, you didn't, you didn't just make that one up, did you? No, no, that's a good fact. Yeah. A good yeah. fact. Yeah. Uh huh. And it was no. I'm not going to make up a fact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in in La Liga, let's go to Spain. Uh, the big three, they all won. Cristiano Ronaldo finally got his first hat trick of the season. Why are you putting this in? Ten games in. The big three all won. Yeah. Fine. Christo finally got his first hat-trick of the season. I was taking the mick a bit. Yeah, yeah Finally, after ten games. Yeah. yeah. Wake up, Cristiano. What's he Missed a penalty, didn't he? One of them was a penalty as well, yeah. so... He did miss a penalty. I'd rather do some more championship chat. Oh, I'd rather talk about the way Newcastle are No, I don't like Spain moment. anymore. No, What's wrong with Spain? Uh, I just, I just think when so we're if, still in Europe, mate. If, if Barcelona, is this what it is? <laughs> Barcelona, do you want us to do a hard Brexit? I'm, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I'll do a hard Brexit on this show. And if you start talking about Serie A in a minute, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> oh, someone's been looking at the running order. Haven't they? <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the reason why we're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo is he did, he did miss a penalty, but he did score one penalty. And before he took the one, he scored. Some of that Alavés fans were flashing their bottoms and willies at him. That, him that's in. the stuff I want. You haven't put well, that in. Me, then. Yeah, let me get and there. It'll come. Morata scored a great lob as well. Yeah, I know your tastes. Unfortunately, it would appear it's the taste of a lot of other people out there. If, if, if you if you had put into the Liga thing, the big three or one, Cristiano Ronaldo, blah, 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 there were some bums and willies. I'm not going to bring it up. I'm just going to go, fine, let's crack on with it. Yeah, right. One fella, he got his old boy out and waved it around a bit. Remain. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he did sort of like the Ronaldo celebration thing, but rather than pointing to his uh, his back, to his, uh, to his chap. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> To his tadger. Tadger? Yeah. To his penis. Yeah. yeah, there we are. Any more for any more on that? No? I'm trying to think about how I can weave it into Kevin Keegan. <laughs> Kevin Keegan must have had a couple of tadger-related mishaps <laughs> tadger, in, oh, yeah. in the past. Tadger's a Scottish one, isn't it? 
I don't know. I think it's, it's definitely an approved word. Yeah. Told you would be. For the appendage. Told you is more of an English one, I think. Told you or Tadger. Yeah, I think you can use yeah. both, yeah. But like, wasn't that a kid's TV show? Bodger and Badger. <laughs> Todger and Tadger. That's like a late night Channel 4 version. Yeah. <laughs> like animated cartoon by Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. He'd only scored twice in nine matches prior to that one old uh, Ronaldo, so he was, he was due a hat trick. Trevor mm. Benjamin esque. Should he? I mean, should you really have to. Look at bottoms and willies before taking a penalty. Well, um, in, in an ideal world, I'd imagine no. But you know, you've, you you know you don't Jim, control reality, do you? Well, you say in an ideal world, in Luke's ideal world, that sentence well, would have no, finished I don't differently. Think Luke would like to look at them. I think he'd like to see others have to look at them. Oh, yeah, I'm just thinking okay, about. Yeah. Oh, well, either or, I don't mind. But I, was, I was just thinking about Euro 2012 when that oh, guy, yeah. the England fan, the England fan, yeah. got his old uh, his old chap out to try and put off Andrea Pirlo, didn't he? <laughs> Didn't work, did it? Yes, it failed. You started off with what you thought was a genius idea, no doubt. Drink, yeah. drink had been taken. Right. And then at the end, when the ball's bustling in the back of the net, you're just a man standing there with his cock out. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. There we are. In many ways, a metaphor for England's England's <laughs> performance. Limp, limp performance. Yeah. Flaccid performance. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to Serie A? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. If that's well, alright with you, Luke. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you I just remember I've got nothing else to do. Rubbing so. your mustard trousers with fury. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to sit down, have a nice, quiet pint of bitter. Okay, yeah. British bitter. Yeah, uh-huh. some pork scratchings. Uh huh. Drive around in your Range Rover for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Juventus beat Napoli 2 1. Obviously, Gonzalo Higuain got the winner. Yeah. <laughs> just, you uh, should have just thrown the game, Napoli. You don't just have a have a 1 0 win. They got 75 million euros out of it. They whatever did, it was. Actually. Wasn't the Napoli manager like a bit annoyed about about this, obviously. Well, so I mean, it's sorry likened Iguain to a son who'd made him angry, but then he said he'd always love him. And he said Iguain had only done good things for him, and if Iguain won something, he'd be happy for him, but less so for Juventus. That's fair I, enough, I, I isn't it? Yeah. And Iguain didn't celebrate as well. It was a belter of a goal as well, just rifled it. Did El Diego have something to say about it? He did, yes, <laughs> obviously. obviously. <laughs> um, uh, but, but we should say Bonucci's goal was an absolute yes. peach as well. What a finish. Is there talk of... Um... It was like he was trying to clear it. Isn't yeah, it... and... Burst it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there talk of Guardiola wanted to take Bonucci to, to Man City? I think there was any talk of manager him to in Chelsea the Chelsea as well, yeah. I mean, was there? Okay. Fantastic, isn't it? Okay. Would you like one of the best centre backs in the world at yes, your club? Yes, thank you very much. I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get a load of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Diego Maradona, yeah, he had his say. Started, starts off by, I think he posted a little video, starts off by saying, I'm not a traitor. <laughs> yes, well Here done, we Diego. Here we yes. go. <laughs> What's this about? <laughs> You should, you should What's know. this really about? <laughs> I'm not a racist. <laughs> right, OK, well, we'll assume that until you prove otherwise. Um, and then he says he doesn't care about um, about Higuain's move to Juventus and what he did because he'll never betray Napoli. Mm. And he'll, he never betrayed Napoli either. And Maradona never betrayed Napoli. I don't care what Higuain did because, you know, I'm, I'll never betray you. Betray, never... Betrayed the tax authority, didn't he? Well, <laughs> yeah, not just Napoli, the whole nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, there we are. He's had his say, he's made it onto the show, well done. Let's have some highlights of the week. (laughs) Highlights of the week. Okay, first up is Jason Cannon. He says, my highlight as a Villa fan uh, was the Blues fan at the Derby proudly showing their Worthington Cup finalist 2001 scarf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Liverpool esque clinging to the past, says Jason. Well, he could have had. Um, you might say that, Jason. I couldn't possibly comment. But he could have had the win against Arsenal. The Birm- Birmingham, yeah, fan, yeah. yeah, I suppose because so, they, they yeah. beat Arsenal they in, the, uh, in the in the League did. Cup. Didn't they, they did, yeah. Since they, then. In, in Liverpool in uh, 2001, they lost to Liverpool. I it think, was in the penalties. final. Yeah. Um, anyway, I can laugh at that because I laughed at Villa and the goalkeeper getting the wankers on earlier. So yeah, it's probably, balanced yeah, yeah. itself good, out. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, here's one from Aaron McAleese. He says, "My heart of the week is to finally be able to out Marcus Speller as a Rangers fan." 
Who said Ooh. this? Well, listen, I'm just going to present the case. Okay. And you can answer it. All right, go on. He says, from the episode... I mean, to be fair to him, the only reason this is going in yeah, is because yeah. the level of research this man has done mm. is, is to be respected. Yeah. He says, from the episode, oh, yes, indeed, it's fun time. Oh, he's going wow. back yeah, right well, away there. Right. All right, fair play. Let's hear him out. Marcus says his first football heartache is the fact Rangers never made the European Cup final the year Marseille bribed CSKA Moscow. Right, OK. Um, he has a love for Walter and Archie, who are Rangers legends. We all got a love for Walter and Archie. Say, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not accepting that as evidence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he says he loves Ali McCoy and Marco Negri. Well, Ali, super Ali. Again, McCoy. for people that grew up in Scotland, though, they're big names. Yeah. The, the reason Marco Negri is um, because I used to have similar hair to him when I was growing up, and people, because I was so prolific in front of goal, people, yeah. would, people would often <laughs> nick, nickname me that. Believe that if you want. I know that's incredibly I, self-indulgent, but that is the truth. Well, I don't believe it. So. Fine, yeah. <laughs> um, it Pete, was the second half of the season, Marco Negri, not the first half yeah, of right. the season. Yeah, <laughs> right. On the, on the is that when he got hit in the eye with a squash ball? Uh, and yeah, he, he, got, he got it. Yeah, he scored. I think thirty-one goals in the first half of the season, and then got hit with a, with a squash ball in the eye. By it? by, I think Lorenzo Amoruso, his teammate. I think that's what it was. Wow! And then, and then only scored sort of five goals. The rest. Anyway, of the before the prosecution can rest, there's yeah, some more yeah, yeah. Uh, more evidence uh, on the episode. <laughs> it's your letters, which I think is an episode of just you and Pete. Jim and I went on this. Mm. The one you guys did together. Okay. Um, Pete describes you as a little bit pro Rangers. Right. But I mean, that's just Pete saying stuff. You know, what yeah. I mean, they, they, anyone could say that about anyone. Um, uh, and he Pete, says, Pete was wearing Rangers colours on stage in Glasgow. He was. Last, and Celtic colours. <laughs> last but by no means least, apparently yeah. you didn't claim to be a fan of the magnificent Gorgie Boys until the 2010-11 season when Hearts pushed Celtic and Rangers to the title. Uh, and he finishes off by saying, by, he says, Aaron says, being a Celtic fan, you're trained to spot them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, well, so, listen, let me finish. Yeah. So, will he just put us out of our misery that he's not a Hearts fan, but instead a Ranger? I love this man. This means yeah. so much to Aaron. Well, well, Aaron, let me... He says, a boy that grew up in Edinburgh and didn't want to admit that he was a glory hunter. That's a dig. I love you, Marcus, <laughs> but you have to be outed. <laughs> he's, to me, he's done very well there, as old Aaron. And, uh, and, and just to uh, to, to um, give you more sway to your argument, I knew you were a Celtic fan, big boy. Yeah, straight, yeah, straight away. Well, I, I, the thing is with me, and this is slightly boring, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I've got, I've got a right to reply. Yeah. When, when I grew up in Edinburgh, um, uh, a very good friend of mine and his dad, his dad used to lead the school team. Yeah, and it, and they were basically the guys who almost like got me into football, and they were big Rangers fans. Is this the guy who wouldn't let you use the football apart from the uh, for the photo? Oh, well, good memory. Yeah, he yeah. was actually a big Hearts fan, actually. Okay. So there was a Hearts fan and a Rangers fan who run the team. Okay. The Hearts fan, uh, he was the janitor. Okay. And, and as I say, it was just my mate's dad, who, who I think used to play for Rangers. I only got to reserve level. Uh, I know how that feels, mate, leatherhead. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but he played for a number of teams, I think maybe Sterling Albion and a few others. And, uh, and so they were kind of like my way into football, and they were Rangers fans. And so I suppose I'd always grown up with... with uh, talking a lot of football to them and so on from a very very young age, but I, you know I was I was from Edinburgh, so that's why there's the Hearts link there. But in, in subsequent years, yes, very much so Hearts. Uh, but when it comes to Rangers or Celtic, which is often a question asked, then I suppose because of uh, my mates, I would tend to support Rangers. But I'm not die. I don't really. I, you know, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching Celtic in Europe. I remember supporting Celtic <laughs> in the uh, in uh, in, a, in, a, in a in a Celtic versus Celtic with bibs and a Celtic without bibs. You know, no, I'm waffling on here. Um, oh, yeah. No further questions, Your Honour. Yeah. They, well, that's just a little bit of history. <laughs> Let me move on to Carl McDonald. This is my team, Scunthorpe. Yeah. Hammering, I hate them. Hammering, <laughs> <laughs> hammering yet another League One opponent. 4-1 against Swindon is my heart of the week. This is the sixth time we've scored three or more in a league game this season and the fourth time we've scored four or more. And we're the top scorers in the country. We're also unbeaten at home in close to a year and our goal difference is already 11 better than our nearest rivals. There we are. you got to hand it to, to Scunthorpe. You do. Uh, cheers for that, Carl. And Daniel Greenfield. We'll end with Daniel. Hello to you, Daniel. I heard Steve Bruce interviewed ahead of the Midland. 
Sunderland's derby and he was asked about the stick he was due to get and he said something like, yeah, well, I've always taken a bit of stick from opposition fans. At Man City, I'm known as the elephant man. Oh, dear. I take it as a bit of a compliment. He says, you cannot knock the man's positivity. <laughs> Steve Bruce just happened to be back in the game. Yeah. Good I, for I, him. Could I have a, have a highlight? Yeah. It was Rangers... No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Balotelli still scoring for Nice. They're top by six They're points. They're doing really yeah. well. Smashing it. Come on! And Balotelli was fantastic in that game as well. He, just, he seemed to have a hand in absolutely everything. What I'd, what I'd absolutely love is Balotelli to have a, have a, have a great season... Win the league with Nice, obviously. That's there's a big ask, but why not? Let's let's dare to dream, and uh, and then obviously the big clubs go. Oh, he's he's back, isn't he? And try and sign him. And Balotelli go. No, I'm staying. Yeah. yeah. If, well, if you want an insight into Balotelli, and um, there's a really good uh, interview published in the Financial Times this week with Mino Raiola, his mm. agent, the super agent, looks after Slatan mm. mm. and one or two others. I think he looks after Pogba as well. And yeah, he was saying yeah. he was basically quite um, unequivocal. He said, look. Mario Balotelli will, will not fulfil his potential until he puts football at the centre of his life. Right. And, and at the moment, he's not done that. And mm. it, unless he chooses to do that, he won't ever fulfil his potential. It's a very interesting mm. interview anyway. But, but he seems to be doing well at the moment. He needs to be a cult hero. Yes. That suits him. Suits the type of player he is. Evidently suits the type of person he is. And he's getting that in these. It's great. Imagine if they won the league. Oh, be because I just wonder with players like, like Balotelli. I was, I was looking at um, some, some stuff written about uh, Jordan Shakiri of Stoke City, of course. And I thought, a player like that, he's... Phenomenal player, like such a uh, raw talent and, and, and absolutely wonderful. They they're more of more towards the maverick kind mm. of player, and those type of players tend to, if you try and put them in a team with a system like a Bayern Munich or a, Ma- a Manchester City under say, or any Pep Guardiola side really, uh, and, and other other teams as well, where you have to work for your team. It's not just mm. about you. It's about the the team, you know, the sum of the parts and, and all that kind of stuff. Those types of players. If they if they don't adapt to it, they can almost sort of take it personally and go, no, 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 I, I want to show off my skills, I want to do that. And actually, sometimes it's better for them to be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. And that's where they really, really flourish. And that's why sometimes when they drop down to those, I say drop down when when they when they sort of slightly lower um, the, the the team that they're playing in, they they, they really they really flourish. Yeah. They really show their true colours. And then when they try and go back up into that bigger side, sometimes they they feel a little bit stifled. Mm. And, and Eden Hazard maybe under Mourinho struggled with that a bit, but of course he's he's come good because he is one of the, the yeah. world's best talents. Well, regardless, with, I mean Nice, they haven't won the the French league since 1959. So yeah. if they can hold out, I mean it's very early days, but if they can hold out, it'll be a huge achievement for them. Yeah, indeed it would. Can I have a highlight of the week? Of course you yes, can, mate. It ahead. was uh, it was Coppers in Dublin, very very famous uh, bar in Dublin that we went to after our live show there. that stays open forever as every, far as we can determine. Every single Irish person and anybody who's been to Dublin of a night out knows that place. Yeah. Yeah. It got a mention on Match of the Day too. Did it? Yeah, it was Kevin Kilban talking about um, Cuco Martina. Yeah. Uh, it was a strange bit of defending against Chelsea where he sort of almost did like a weird backwards moonwalk and he yeah, said, yeah, yeah I've, not, I've, I've not seen that since myself in Coppers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely yeah, stuff. That's great. Is. Nice. Very nice. Excellent stuff. Marvel. Any a more? worthy highlight. Yeah, mm. very much so. Any more for any more? Uh, my highlight is you um, being found guilty of being a Rangers fan by yeah. a, a particularly um, studious Celtic fan. Rangers mm. sympathiser, but in the past. I yeah. wonder what the, uh, I I wonder what the punishment will be. I wonder what the sentencing will be. Um, we'll I'll decide the sentencing. <laughs> and I've got Oscar work. Free. Yeah. I've won uh, an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the Gorgie boy. He's trying to take away the Gorgie boys from me there. That's I naughty. I don't think he's... Listen, I can't even remember his name. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron he's done a lot of research, and fair enough. You've done a lot of research. You're not doing yourself any favours there, pal. Yeah. No. You can move on. Yeah, it's over. Well, and we've played Glasgow. Exactly. And we've already got the money. <laughs> yeah. no, there's not much money. To yeah. um, but there we are. Right, let's finish there. Oh, Brighton show Wednesday night. Get yourselves down there. There's still a few tickets left. And, of course, Cardiff on Sunday night as well. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Yeah, it's goodbye from me.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.